We're glad you're here. You've entered the world, according to Jackie Simmons. And this time, you're going to be entering a very, very different world. Sometimes I get to make friends with people who are very much in a different world than I live in. And so while I'm over here taming elephants and training ballparks and all of those things, Robin is winning hearts and singing songs and in a, her own very special way, changing the world. So welcome to the world according to Robin O'Donovan. And Robin, your mic is under your control. So if you can unmute yourself and join the conversation. Thank you so much, Jackie. I am so excited to be here with you. Thank you. You're welcome. So I have moved up my volume on my end. So just do a, chen, a sound check. Say something again. Check, check. How is it sounding? That's better. Okay. All right. Perfect. So it was on my end. You're good. All right. So Robin, I'm excited to see you. <laughs> it's been a while. We've been kind of, you know, running into each other at these meetings and, and it's been, we had a lovely talk this week and I'm so excited to talk with you today, Jackie. Me too. Okay, so let's get started and jump right in. For the people who do not know you, please take us into the world according to Robin O'Donovan and tell us about you. Sure, thank you. I am a professional singer-songwriter. Um, I have been writing and playing songs on the piano since I was three, and it's all I ever wanted to do. Um, but, you know, sometimes life gets in the way, and I ended up spending, you know, about 20 years of my professional life just working other jobs, just not really uh, listening to my heart entirely as far as like, you know, what I was called to do. And what I found is that when you do that, you can, it's only going to last for a certain amount of time before the universe just, just kicks you out of bed, just kicks you off the cliff. So that happened to me kind of in stages. Um, mm -hmm. I have gone through sort of my own um, health overhaul, gone through just a you know, mental mindset overhaul, gone through um, a lot of emotional work um, that tied back to you know, a traumatic childhood that I went through, um, just kind of unfolding like a flower, just kind of awakening over the last several years. And finally, the universe, I guess, was like, you're doing great work, <laughs> but you need, you need that final kick and so um, all of that work was really kind of done from the confines of me still working like a nine to five job. Mm -hmm. um, but for the third time in four years, the universe, I guess, arranged for me to be laid off. And mm -hmm. it, that day, that day, the third time I walked out in the parking lot with my box of stuff and I just, I put my box of stuff in the car and I threw my hands up and I said, I get it. I hear you. <laughs> I am supposed to do my music. Like I've been asking for years, like, you know, like, please show me a way to do my music. And it just was finally being answered. So after I got laid off, <laughs> after I got laid off, I was like, okay, you know, and I, I kind of buckled down trying to find some part-time jobs or some, you know, entrepreneurship mm -hmm. endeavors to, to support that. And then my husband got laid off and we were looking at each other. Like he just said, he said, you know what? I could go and get another job and we can keep on this, you know, nine to five and barely seeing the kids every day. And, you know, two weeks of vacation a year, whatever he goes, or we can sell it all and take your music on the road. 
and restart your music career once and for all and just at least take at least a year off and just see what happens. So that's what we did. And we spent a year traveling the country. And um, there's more to that story, but I'll leave it there. And it leads, you know, kind of leaves me where I am this year. Um, really, that experience was the catalyst for me to be able to finally drop into who I really am and understand who I am and what I am here to do. And now I am here to guide others to discover that for themselves. I'm laughing. I'm going, how many kids do you have? <laughs> two. <laughs> Being on the road for a year with yes. two. And how old were these they're, kids? They're 10 and 12. And our Boston Terrier was along for the ride too. <laughs> okay. Um, we will call the we will call that a cathartic experience just to listen to you talk about being on the road for a year <laughs> with a ten year old a twelve year old and a Boston Terrier. Yes, yes. Oh my God. Okay. It so, was it was a blast. They're very you know they loved it. They loved oh, it. They, yeah. they excelled in virtual school. They made so many friends. There are a lot of families living full time in their RVs um, or traveling. Believe it or not. Oh. I, I absolutely believe it. I have a few friends who do. My dad and stepmom did for um, over a decade. Wow. So yeah, the bohemian lifestyle works really well for, for especially if you're a magician, magician, a ma musician. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like to think of myself as a magician a little bit <laughs> through my music. <laughs> there you go. I'm sure. Musical magic. Uh, magical music. I guess it works either way. So Robin, you took a year and said, okay, universe, if you want me to be unemployed, I will be unemployed to the best possible use. Yes. What a great, great story for people going through this period of time. Yes. Where the opportunities are abundant and many people are not able to just throw their hands up and say, okay, I get it. I'm supposed right. to go pursue my life purpose. Right. Right. So, I mean, we're going through enough fearful times right now that, I mean, I, I'm, you know, there's enough to be alarmed at right now is my, my point that I would imagine, and I, I can really empathize with this, that it would be very difficult for people to even get that far to, to, you know, quiet themselves enough to look inward. And so I, I get that. So that's a good question. When you were standing in the parking lot, putting your boxes in the car for the third time in four years and throwing your hand, you were not looking inward. <laughs> you know? yeah, but you had spent the time looking inward. I had, exactly. I had spent the time in the years before that, like I said, yeah. overhauling my physical health, my mental health, my emotional health. And it was like time for this one last piece. Um, at the time, I was calling it, I was sort of spinning up a coaching um, brand called Space to Smile, which is based on an old, the name of an old song that I wrote, that you need to clear your, you need to clear these things out of your life, like the physical toxins, you know, in your body. Mm -hmm. Like I had toxins that were just hijacking my brain. I was not myself. I couldn't think clearly. I was depressed because of it. My serotonin levels were messed up. Um, a lot of issues, you know, to clear your inner toxins, to clear your um, mental, you know, mm -hmm. blocks and mindset and, and just junk stories that are holding us back. To clear, oh, yeah. Yeah, to clear <laughs> your emotional um, blocks, just, you know, things that keep coming up that affect your behavior that's based on trauma from your mm -hmm. past. You just don't need to dwell there anymore, um, but very hard to work through. And then 
finally clearing our physical realm, literally selling just about everything we sold. We we saved, including the dream house. We saved, I I think between all four of us, maybe 50 boxes of mementos, papers, art, you know, a few precious things. And my piano, (laughs) my grand piano went to a babysitter. Um, And the keyboard went with me on the RV. But I mean, it was, that was a cathartic experience in itself to get rid of everything. That's where, once you've done that, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying everybody has to sell everything, but once you have done this kind of work to some degree, yeah. that's when you are able to look inside yourself and really say, okay, wow, I, I can't even be defined anymore by this stuff or these roles, you know, or these emotions or these thoughts, like what's left. And that's where it gets exciting. That's where the real work I think begins. All right. So you're on the road, two kids, a dog, a husband. Where did your music take you? Wait, where did you start from? Where was the dream house that you sold? In Gainesville, Florida. Oh, cool. Okay. So down in my neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, so cool. So you started out in Florida. Where did you go next? Um, from there, we sold our house. Um, and then, you know, then we had the money to buy the RV. So we went to uh, my husband's parents' house in Mobile. And that's where we ended up buying the RV was in that state mm-hmm. and um, outfitting it. They luckily have a, a big property. So we had uh, plenty of room to kind of spread out and do the work. We were we outfitted it for off grid living. <laughs> so we didn't just buy an RV and then hit the road like we actually spent about two, three months um, outfitting it. <laughs> Um, with solar and just better water system and a whole bunch of stuff. And just really like painting it and just like putting custom furniture and making it look like home. It was really fun. (laughs) Cool. Well, it's worth putting an investment into your home. And in this case, your home had wheels. Yes. (laughs) Yes. For everyone who is struggling, with these sudden shifts and just life hands us shift. I mean, shift happens. Robin, what's the one attitude that got you through this time the easiest? I would say, do you, are you referring to the pandemic right now? Are you referring to like what I went talking about what you went through on your journey, the lessons you learned there, because we don't know when people are going to be listening to this podcast, but we do know that shift will still be happening. Yes. yes. It's not like the times ever stop changing. Right, right. And to your point, that is really the lesson that I learned is that like, I'm not really, um, I spent a lifetime trying to be in control. Mm. And it was once I let go and surrendered and said, okay, you know, God, spirit, universe, my soul, to me, they're all one. I said, what? you know, when I surrender and I am open to receive what it is I'm supposed to do, mm-hmm. that's when the answers come. That's when the meaningful, the answers of like what meaningful action I can take. That's when the people, the resources come into my life. That's when the abundance comes into my life. So it's so hard in this day and age, we're taught to, to keep control. But so much of what I went through, like with my health crisis, was out of my control until I just, I had just had to surrender and be like, what is happening to me? Because I was going to doctor, just to use that as an example, I was going to doctor after doctor and they were just like, oh, you're just depressed. You're a new mom. 
but I had all these really weird symptoms and that didn't cover what they were saying. They were throwing medication at me and I was like, no, I just, I had to listen to my gut, my intuition. Mm -hmm. That's really what got me through. And by doing that, I did my own research and I realized that what I was suffering from was very simple. It was celiac disease, but not knowing <laughs> that was devastating. It was just devastating my whole life. So, you know, and then knowing that I was able to, you know, obviously change my diet and, and work past that. So it's just about, you know, following your intuition and just surrendering to, to it, honestly. So I love the conversation and I'm going to hold you accountable for giving some step-by-step -step ways that people can start tapping into their intuition more, that they can start winding down all of the drama and stress yeah. because we all have it. Yes. We all have invitations to drama, yes. whether it's from a newscast or whether it's from a neighbor or yes. whether it's from our niece. It doesn't matter. We right. all receive multiple invitations to drama every yes. day. Yes. So let's talk some tactics for a minute. What are some tactics that people can use? And, mm -hmm. you know, if one more person tells me to meditate, there's a risk that my microphone is going to get launched. <laughs> I, got, I got you. And, you know, that's because that's such nebulous, such uh, vague advice. You know, like, what is, it's what is very meditation? vague. Like, <laughs> I, I cannot find two books that agree on what right. meditate is. And right. everyone who says you just empty your mind has never looked in a dictionary where no. meditate says to think on one thing deeply and exclusively. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And it makes meditation very close to depression because when someone is suffering from depression, experiencing those symptoms, they've got one thought ruminating through their head, one predominant thought. So meditation and depression state are very similar. It's interesting you say that. Yeah. I mean, I, I was in a depressive state for, for years and it's, it's yeah, it, I guess you look at it the, the almost the polar, they're almost polar opposites, mm -hmm. but in that way, they're so you know, yin yang, they're so they're yeah. so together. They, it, um, well, it, it's the same with our bodies and emotions. Our bodies cannot tell the difference between whether we're afraid or whether we're excited, it's the same physiology. So, right. in the brain, it's the exact same symptom, yes. just what you're focusing on one is automatic and automatically negative right the natural negative bias of the brain mm -hmm. and the other is more or less <laughs> under our control yes <laughs> yes well and i'll say this like too your mind cannot differentiate between what's r real like actually what's happening out here a lot of people don't realize this between what's real and what you imagine so, you know, this is probably not step one and how to answer your question. It's probably further down the line, but I, I want to mention it while I'm thinking of it because whatever we imagine is our reality. I can't stress this enough. It's so powerful. I have become a master manifester. I mean, I, I, you know, I could tell you so many stories of like amazing things that I've manifested. Hold it. You cannot open that loop. <laughs> I'm not, uh -uh. Now you have to tell us a story. All right, I'll tell, tell you us one. an amazing manifested story because you are not allowed to open that loop and not close it. All right. So, tell me three. Um, well, one now and two later. <laughs> I, I will. I will. So one is, um, and this is going to open another loop that, you know, if we, if we have time, that's, that's okay. But um, we're good. <laughs> last summer, um, 
we were in at the time we were in Carpentria, California, near uh, near the coast, and it was just a magical place for me. I don't know um, if anyone can resonate with this, but like some locations just feel really. Uh, I don't want to say spiritual because it's kind of woo-woo, but just I, I felt very grounded. I felt also very electrified by this location, and um, it just really helped me drop into, like I was saying earlier, like who I am, who I really am, and I'm going to elaborate on that in a bit. But I ended up taking this course online with somebody that I've been following for a while on self-love because I wanted to study it deeper, and she took us through this like visualization. She was like, okay, you know, um, the gist of it was like I ended up writing down this vision that I had. And the vision that I had was I am going to live in my own beautiful house. I'm going to wake up every morning in my beautiful bedroom and go out to my beautiful studio where my grand piano is in a white room with wood floors. This is just what I saw. Like she was walking us through the vision. This is what I saw. And so I wrote it down mm -hmm. with sunlight coming up through the windows. My whole studio is there. I can sit down and, and compose and write songs and record. And I have this beautiful group of friends, uh, new friends. Be because in the process of getting rid of, I would just say this is a footnote, in the process of getting rid of everything, a lot of people look at you like you have three heads. And we, we lost some friendships in that. And I never, it just had never really had like a, a tribe to run with, I felt like. So this was just, you know, it was a meaningful part of the vision to me. And, um, you know, I just thought I'm going to be making a living with my music. I'm going to be an amazing parent to my kids. And this was all part of the vision. Um, footnote. Well, okay. All of that, all of that came true within eight months to the letter. Wow. White room, the piano. I missed my piano so much. That's one reason the piano, because we were on the road, but the, my grand piano was back in Florida um, at a, a friend's house. And, you know, because I didn't want to put it in storage, but I missed, I missed it. And I, I, I just had a sense that next year we would be, or at least I would be settled. And um, so, yeah, I have my own beautiful house. My husband and I ended up getting divorced in December. Amicable, amicable well, nothing to cry about, something that we had been talking about for a while. That trip was one of our last hurrah. But I kind of knew it was coming, and I didn't know. That visualization was so strong. It was so important for me to have this to latch onto because I had no idea when, where, or how the marriage was going to end, how, all I knew was that I was being so strongly called to do this work, and I wasn't in an environment that it was allowed, that it was able to happen, so all of it mm -hmm. has come true in a span of about eight or nine months. Well, <laughs> and I'm going to say most marriages would be highly, highly challenged to do, to go through what you all went through with both of you losing your jobs, losing your identity, then packing it, selling everything and packing it all up and going on the road with two kids and a dog for a year. My daddy said that if people who were thinking about getting married would go on a camping trip with each <laughs> other for a month, first, yes. <laughs> most marriages would never occur. <laughs> and the two people just had to go into the woods on a camp for a month where they had to deal with each other for 24 seven for a month. That would be the end of, of they would never get married, not to each other anyway. That's a great um, point. I mean, to, yeah, I mean, to your point, it, like, it's funny. I, the irony is we had a blast. That trip was amazing. I mean, we, mm -hmm. we got along great. During, I, I, it wasn't the trip that 
It was oh. a trip that was less straw for, for us, at least. I totally agree with what you're saying, though, Jackie. For us, we were always so good um, together working on projects, working on albums, you know, my albums, working on, we renovated several houses, you know, we built this RV, you know, taking a trip, planning trips. Like, we were always really, really good at projects. It was just kind of a lot of other things that we had really just fallen through the cracks and, and just couldn't, couldn't figure it out. So, um, yeah, I'm very blessed that I was able to take the trip and grow from it the way that I was and that I, I still keep the power of that visualization coming through for me. Anytime I get frustrated, like, oh, I'm trying to manifest this or that, the other, and it's not happening. I just go, I have a journal too. I have a journal that I keep, um, you know, evidence in of <laughs> coming true. And it's, I just read it sometimes and I'm like, wow, I'm right. so, I am so powerful. <laughs> That's a really powerful point. And so this is a practice that I absolutely endorse. And so for anyone who is looking at having a little more magic in their lives, a little more manifestation demonstration, mm -hmm. the easy thing to do is just start writing down all of the things that have already happened that come under that heading. Exactly. Just exactly. tracking the reality. Most of us spend our lives arguing with reality, Robin. Yes. And yes. it's because the whole culture is focused on what's wrong. If we took five minutes a day and wrote down what was right, yeah, we'd have a different life in 30 days. I'm convinced. Yes. And here's why. You're absolutely right, Jackie. And here's why. Because when you do that, when you focus on all the wonderfulness, all the joy, when you focus on bringing joy into your life and just just, I, you know, I call it staying in your joy zone. Okay. And I strive to do that every day. It's why I just have gone to being a professional singer songwriter, because that's what keeps, you know, and why I, I was in search of these, this new tribe of friends, because they keep my frequency up. So we have, you know, we are like an electrical current, each one of us, and all of us as a collective. And as we you know, are depressed or anxious or angry or frustrated or disappointed, any of those kind of things, that's keeping our frequency very low, mm. all right? It's keeping our buzz just kind of, kind of suppressed and low. When we are in joy, when we are having fun, when we're laughing, anything that brings us joy, bliss, happiness, make us feel like a kid again, any work, any hobby, any person, any experience, that makes us feel that way, including music, that keeps our frequency high. And that is what attracts things to us. Then the universe is like, oh, you want these things? Well, that's just naturally flowing to you because you're in that frequency. But what it also does, it elevates the frequency of everybody, of the whole collective. Every time one person elevates their frequency, it elevates the frequency of like 1,700 other people. I got, I got that from a book called quantum love. <laughs> we go. 1,700 other people. Yes. Well, now we know why I'm seeing such amazing shifts happening in the world as yes. one person at a time yes. is starting to embrace a practice that gives them a chance to focus on their joy. Yes. What an amazing an amazing shift. 1,700. That's a lot of people. No, you know, I know. I, I can maybe impacted that many through my summits and my speaking, sure. you know, in the, you know, since I do a lot of that, especially yeah. the interviews, I'm going, wow, 1,700 people just, just because I focus. 
Yes, just be, yes, just by focusing on having your frequency high. That goes for all of us. So, you know, for me, when I walk, you know, in the grocery store, in the street, in the airport, like wherever, like I focus on, I smile at people, but I, I you know, even if I'm not in the mood to do that or whatever, I just, I focus on joy, you know, even if I'm not smiling, like I'm just focused on just like being in my joy zone, you know, because I know that that's literally physically radiating out to other people. And it's one way that I manifest pretty much whatever I want, the plane I want, uh, the seat I want on a plane, parking spots, you know, a nice cashier, any, anything, absolutely anything, because I go out in the world with that frequency expecting it to happen. That's the reality that I create. And that's what I want to share with everybody. That's why um, it may see, I'm, seem unrelated. I'm coming on here saying, oh, you know, I help you discover and live your life's purpose. Well, well I'm going to let you prove something about <laughs> this. Okay. I, I, I've got a question. It has puzzled me no end. Yes. My guy is a parking space ninja. I mean, he pulls into the parking lot, the, the space arrives. Yep. And when he drives <laughs> down the road, he is a red light magnet and the lights turn yellow in his face and he gets angry and aggravated and and i'm like it works in parking lots can't you why is it not working when you're driving right but it's such an amazing dissonance i mean the the the, the shift is like are you the same person <laughs> That we'll see. Okay, so so he because he, it's kind of a cyclical thing. So because he believes that uh, because he got good parking places, it led him to believe I'm really good at getting. I'm the ninja. I'm the parking space ninja. I always get good parking space. But then he started to get some yellow lights and red lights every time, and he got the story, the tape going in his head. Oh. I always get the red lights. So it's just a matter of changing your story. And I say this all the time, even on my social media, like just change your story. I'll comment on somebody. If somebody's, you know, griping about something, say this never works out for me. I just say, change your story, change your story. It's up to you. You can change it right this minute and you'll get different uh, results. Yeah. Let's change some people's stories. Yes. Story changing 101, because this is what I want. What's the first step to someone changing their story? recognizing that the story you have is not working for you all right so 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 the red lights is a great example so you know i hit every red light you're he's you know probably thinking something like that or i always get caught and just the fact of like it's just the fact of hitting a red light okay getting to a red light and and feeling anger feeling conflict over it okay when i get to a red light um I, I, this is awful, but I, I generally, you know, stop the car and whip out my phone. <laughs> my phone's actually like on a little thing on the dashboard, but you know, I, I just, you know, check the music or if it's really long. Like I, you know, check Instagram for 30 seconds. <laughs> like I never look at a red light, like, ah, you know, I just look at it like a pause or, or I just look around, you know, like I just, I look around and breathe and appreciate humanity. But, um, I love red lights. I, <laughs> I rarely ever get them. <laughs> I love them. I actually bring, yes. I'm teaching people how to build muscle memory for the emotional states that they want. Yeah. Like when you get a, to a red traffic light, practice. Yes. You know, practice this state or practice the emotional state that's going to you know, use your muscle memory, pull yourself into that state. And what, and I said, and if nothing else, it's going to make all the other cars around you look at you strange. 
you know, it's going to be fun. I also, my sister's a professional clown, my sister Jeannie. So, oh, how much fun. Yeah, yeah, I'm related to Pippi Jean, one of the famous clowns. And she got me to have a clown nose with me all the time for a long time. And I would just sit, get to a red light and pop the nose on and just, yeah. (laughs) I love that so much. I love it. I'd walk into networking events at the Chamber of Commerce wearing the clown nose. Yeah. That's awesome, Jenny. I believe it knowing you. That's wonderful. It's called shift. If you're going to shift anyway, let's shift in the direction we want to go. Be happy. Like, have fun with it. I love That's exactly what I was saying earlier you're doing. You're just having fun with it, you know? So, yeah. So, number one is, like, just be um, conscious of the story that's not working for you anymore. Now, Number two, very closely related, is don't beat yourself up for having had that story, okay? So I, I want to teach everybody here in a, in a hot minute how to drop into self-love. So first recognize the, the story, the tape, the reel in your mind it's not working. Then say to yourself, self, thank you so much for trying to protect me. Thank you for looking out for me. Thank you for inventing that story. Because at the time, we thought that that would work for us. We thought that that would protect us, that that would advance us, you know, whatever. So thank you for inventing that. It's run its course. I no longer accept it anymore. It's not useful anymore. I no longer accept it. Let's write a new story. All right. So that's step three. So step two is acknowledge and thank yourself. That's very important. Very important. If you don't do that, all the rest of this is going to backfire. But that's a major component of self-love. And then step three would be invent your new story, all right? And, ah. and a new story, you could just be the, op- it, all of this is just the opposite, the positive opposite of whatever it was. So, and you can decide, you can make it either, uh, either I love catching red lights or I always get where I need to go on time or because, you know, maybe that's at the heart of like what's really wrong or, um, or I always get the green lights. I mean, go for it. You know, it will change. If you, if you start, if you come out the gate, I always get the green lights. I always get the good parking places. I always get a green light. Now, obviously, statistically, for the rest of your life, you're probably going to still get some red lights, yeah. but it's going to feel all, much more like green light. Always might not be the yeah. accurate, observable phenomenon, but the energy yeah. of yeah. that is exactly. the Exactly. Of that. Exactly. And I mean, case in point. Literal. Oh. Yes. 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 And I mean, you know, like for lights, it's not realistic that for that example, now I'm going to have to go to a, a different example because, you know, we're all going to have to catch some red lights sometimes. However, I've had a running story backed up by my new, you know, health uh, situation over the last number of years, um, both, you know, physically and mentally and emotionally. I've had a running story for six years. I don't get sick. I don't get sick. I don't get sick. <laughs> And I have never in the last six years had as much as a cold or mm-hmm. allergies. Yeah. I don't expect to get COVID. I'm not crazy. I'm not running around without a mask and not social distancing, you know, but it's very, very important that we tell ourselves the right story. If we sit there and, and wallow in the fear of something, that's no. the same as telling ourselves the story of, oh, what, this is going to happen to me. All right, so we're going to bring this up because your volume's a little low. So I'm going to repeat some stuff just a little bit. This idea of strengthening the immune system. This is the drumbeat 
that people are going around. And it's all about get this amount of sleep, get drink, you know, have this high. And I'm going to say strengthening your immune system begins with your attitude. Yes. So true. So I, true. The easiest thing in the world is to make a new decision. Yes. It just is. And it sounds like you have made several. Now, we're going to, um, I have to remind myself because I promised that we would get people something very special that they would be able to find you online and you get to share with them what's the best way. If they want to find out more about the world, according to Robin O'Donovan, yeah, whether it's about the music or whether it's about the life attitude, where do they go? Um, the best place is probably coachrobino.com. So there we that's go. where, yes, that's where you're going to find um, my story as well as some links. If you're curious, some links to uh, my music artist page and uh, which on that you can also find links to um, other services that I do, such as writing songs professional. All right. So you're going to have to say that again a little louder because I didn't catch any of it. <laughs> sorry. Um, so the best place to go is custom, is, uh, sorry, coachrobino.com. Mm -hmm. And that is going to include links to, uh, for instance, my music artist page, if anyone's interested, um, you know, in my, my songs as an artist. And then also on the, my music artist page, you can see information about um, some of my other services, my custom songs, custom music for business and that kind of thing. That's how we met was it was all about the custom songs. Yep. Okay. We're going to take the last few minutes here. We're going to go into life changing music. And so anyone listening who has had an experience with life-changing music, and if they were on my last summit, they got exposed to two songs that were life-changing for me. So I've got like my three life, beyond the Beach Boys, you know, because that's the era I grew up in. I've got three life-changing songs. And one of them is King of the Road, and that's got lots of funny stories with it. Yes. And then there were the two that I had on my summit. And thank God, um, my daughter, who was my tech, she got permission from Ray Stevens' organization to use his song, Take a Little Walk With Myself. And if oh. anyone has never heard Ray Stevens, this is an mm -hmm. attitude adjustment song. It was mm -hmm. so much fun to have on the summit. Uh. And the other song for me that's life-changing was in a John Wayne movie, not set in the Wild West, but set in Africa, where he was a big game capturer for um, zoos mm -hmm. all over the world. Mm -hmm. And Henry Mancini, who wrote some of the best movie music ever, did a little song called Baby Elephant Walk. Oh. And so we were playing that because I'm known as the elephant tamer. Yes. The elephant yes. And I just love the song. So this is life-changing music. It is an attitude adjustment on what used to be an LP. You know, it's an attitude adjustment through the airwaves. For my guys, Mark, it's doo-wop. If I need to, if we need an attitude adjustment, it's doo-wop. It's street corner harmony. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. What, but what you do for life-changing music is so unique. So how did you get into it? Tell people what it is and then say, how'd you get into it? So I write custom songs and there are a number of people doing this. Uh, I have a little bit of a different angle. 
Um, I, I mean, I've started out doing custom songs, like, you know, if there's, um, uh, there was a wife, um, a friend of mine that wanted to thank her husband for standing by her during her illness. And she just wanted a really special way to thank him. So we, she and I got together and I, you know, she told me her story and I wrote this beautiful song um, that, you know, is as if she was singing to him. And mm -hmm. I also arranged a video with it, with their photos. And they said it was like the most amazing gift ever. And I have a, you know, I've done several of these. I've, I have several quotes like that. What I'm into now, Jackie, is in my um, work with people, coaching people, um, to discover and live their life purpose, to so just really dig in and, and find who they are. We, I have an exercise where we end up writing your song. And it's not necessarily me, it's not necessarily me writing the song, it's you're writing your own song. Whether you're a songwriter or musician or not, doesn't matter. Uh, but I empower you to write your own song because in do, there's just so many, you know, we talked about cathartic elements earlier, so many, um, cathartic meaning like digging deep to mm. really find your pain and mm. dig it out like don't let it be you know a part of you anymore where it's just affecting your life you know that's really not necessary people think that's just necessary and it's not um but more than that you know you learn so much about yourself when you're called to do something outside of yourself that's artistic and creative and i believe we're all here to create things and I really love the mission of helping people create something where there was nothing before or create something out of their pain or create something out of their journey, out of their transformation ah, there we that go. is a souvenir. And they can always turn to that. Just like I always turn to that envisioning exercise and go, look, look what I can manifest. Look at my power. We're going to manifest something together that's an artistic representation of your coming back home to yourself and that's through a song oh that's lovely that's lovely i i love the idea that the journey gets immortalized yes yeah yes. in in a song yes. and whether that song ever gets sung to someone else or not makes no never mind just like nobody else ever saw your vision exactly yeah. exactly yeah, is, yeah, that's a wonderful gift robin it is. It's a wonderful gift for people to have someone who can hold their hand and walk with them step by step through that journey of self-knowledge and then immortalize it. Yes. Yes. Well, and I thank you. I, I mean, more than ever this past year or so, I consider even my own songs that I write as an artist and, you know, record and release, like I consider them divinely downloaded. I've really just started saying on social media, you know, when I write a new song, I'm like, this song came to me today. You know, the song was downloaded, the song was inspired to me today. I, I feel like they're just there outside of me and in the right moment, I can grab it and pull it down and be the conduit for it. And that's how I feel about this journey of working with people. You know, your life purpose is always there. It's been there since you were born, since before you were born. It's why you came into this world. And it may not be just one and it may change over time. And I, I also, you know, take that journey with people, but that timeline, that path is there. Mm -hmm. It's, it's there. And it's just a matter of, you know, opening yourself up, surrendering to the, your truth. I mean, I'll just say it that way, you know, and, and in doing so this, this song, when I work with you, it's going to come out of you and you just, you didn't even know it was there, but it's there and it's beautiful. It's there and it's beautiful. 
That's a lovely way to view the world. And Robin, I think that that, if we could just make that contagious so that people saw the other people that way. Yes. That it's already there and it's beautiful. Yes. That's yeah, no, no. And that's my mission. I really, really believe, Jackie, and I say this all the time, that if we could all just drop into self-love and really just understand and deeply appreciate our who we really are and then allow that person to shine forth, mm-hmm. if we all did that this instant, this instant, the world would be a totally different place. There'd be no room, no timeline anymore for fear, for any fear-based behavior, which includes, you know, hatred and, and all the behaviors that go with that. And, and it just, it just wouldn't exist anymore. If we all could just live from this place of self-love instead of constantly denying who we are and trying to be something else. Looking for love in all the wrong places, any place outside of my own skin qualifies exactly exactly yeah it's a a true gift that you have robin and i really appreciate you coming on the show letting us come into your world where manifestation is the norm (laughs) yes yes it is it is and the power to change your story is a birthright that we all have absolutely And I'll see if I can get my guy to buy into it. But, you know, he's a work in progress. He tells me not to give up on him. So we don't give up on anyone. This is the world according to Jackie Simmons. We've been playing today in the world according to Robin O'Donovan. And between the two of us, you've had a mindset magical moment that was set to music. And so whatever song is your song, if you have your immortal songs, put them in the comments, put them in the chat and let us celebrate them with you because life just is such a wonderful journey, especially when you let it be set to music. So thank you again, Robin. Thank Thank you. you everyone for listening. Thank you so much, Jackie. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you.